We have here with us this morning our young boys and girls whose hearts are still being molded and shaped to know the God of the Bible and to, to live a life of worship as we, we've seen in Psalm 150 this morning. And so we set aside this time as a time for helping to them to better become acquainted with God's Word and certainly with the God of the Bible. So we've been working through the Jesus Storybook Bible, which is teaching us a couple of things. Most fundamentally, the Bible is a big book with a whole lot of pages written by a lot of different people. Old Testament, New Testament spans many, 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 many different, many, many years. But it all comes down to one thing. It's about one person. And that one person is Jesus. Right, Jesus. And so all the stories in the Bible are an echo. They're, they're, they're pointing us, they're revealing something of Jesus Christ. Even those stories that come thousand years before he was born. They're all about him. And so we're reading kind of just story by story and learning to think in terms of who God is. Learning about God's mercies, which we just sang about. God's mercy, though you and I as sinners have rebelled against God and, and we're in big trouble with him, we deserve his punishment. He's been merciful in that, remember the Garden of Eden, he promised a Messiah, somebody who's going to come and rescue his people. That's his mercy. And that person is Jesus Christ. Now last week, we've been kind of unfolding this story, and last week we read about Abraham and Sarah and a promise God made to them. Who can remember what the promise was? What did he tell Abraham and Sarah? It was something very important that he was going to do through them. He was going to give them something. What was it? A family. Right. They, were, they didn't have any children. And so God said, I'm going to give you a son. Now, here's bonus questions. Do you remember approximately how old Abraham and Sarah was? They're two different ages. Yes, yes. Absolutely. High five over there. These people were old. These people were ancient, just shy of 100 years old. And, uh, and my goodness, we were ha I was talking to the boys about it this morning. It's, it's not unlike thinking about their grandparents, who are much younger than Abraham and Sarah, and thinking about them having a baby, right? It's like, that just wouldn't seem right. Quit looking at me over there. <laughs> and yet this is the promise God makes to Abraham and Sarah because he has chosen these two to create a family. Out of all the families in the world, families that are already established, there are families that aren't, is, I'm going to do the impossible. These two old people, one of whom is barren, can't even have children physically, I'm going to give you all a child. And he did so. And they named that child, do you remember? I, Isaac, very good. Well, listen to what happens to Isaac, this child of promise that God gave. God knew that his secret rescue plan through Jesus could only work if Abraham trusted him completely. God had to make sure that Abraham was going to do whatever he asked. So a few years after Isaac had been born, God asked Abraham to give him a present. And the good thing here is Abraham liked giving presents to God. Often he would give God animals, and they were called sacrifices. And they were Abraham's way of saying to God, I love you. But this time, listen to this, God didn't want an animal. He didn't want a lamb. He didn't want a goat. God wanted Abraham to give him something more, much more. He wanted Abraham to give him 
Isaac, his only son, the child of promise. Whoa, 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 God. Put Isaac on the altar and kill him? Offer Isaac as the sacrifice? How could God want Abraham to do such a terrible thing? Abraham, probably like some of us, didn't understand. But he knew that God was his father who had a plan. And so Abraham trusted him. Early the next morning, Abraham and Isaac set off. They climbed the steep stony trail up the mountain. And Isaac carried wood on his back. His father carried a knife and coal. You know what you do with wood and coal? You build something with it, a fire to make sacrifice. You see the picture of them walking up the mountain? Papa, Isaac said, we have everything necessary for a sacrifice, but we forgot an animal. Abraham said, God will provide the lamb, son. And so they built an altar and laid the wood on top of it. And Abraham then asked his son to climb on top of the altar. Isaac didn't understand, but he knew his father loved him. And so he trusted his father. He climbed up onto the altar, and Abraham tied his son down to the altar. Isaac didn't try to run. He didn't try to fight his dad. He just laid there quietly and didn't make a sound. Everything was now ready for the sacrifice. So Abraham took out his knife. Tears were filling up in his eyes. Pain was filling up in his heart. His hand was shaking. His son was tied down on the altar. He lifted the knife high up in the air and was ready to strike down and destroy his son. Stop, God said. Don't hurt the boy. I want him to live and not die. Abraham, I know now that you love me because you would have given me your only son. You see there? It was a test. Abraham felt his heart leap with joy. He untied Isaac and folded him in his arms, and great tears shook the old man's whole body. Scalding tears filled his eyes, and for a long time they just stayed there and they hugged in each other's arms, the boy and his dad. And then suddenly, Abraham saw a ram, an animal, caught in the, in the, the thicket, the brambles, a sacrifice. God had indeed given them what they needed just in time. The ram would now die so that Isaac didn't have to. Abraham sacrificed the ram instead of his son. Now, what's it all mean? As they sat there on the mountaintop, watching the embers of the fire die in the cool night air, the stars above them sparkling in the velvet sky, God helped Abraham and Isaac understand something. God wants his people to live, not to die. God intends to rescue his people. Not to punish them, but they must trust him. And one day, God promised them, somebody will be born into your family. And he will bring wholeness to the world. You see, God was getting ready to give the whole wide world a wonderful present. 
God's way of telling his people, I love you. And many, many years later from this, another son, not Isaac this time, another son would climb another hill carrying wood on his back like Isaac. He would trust his father. He would do what his father asked. He wouldn't fight. He wouldn't struggle. He wouldn't run away. He would allow his father to sacrifice him. Who was he? Any guesses? Jesus. God's son. His only son. The son he loved. The Lamb of God. And as we gather together this morning, again, we're reminded that Old Testament story of Abraham and Isaac, the sacrifice there, it's about God's love for his people and his willingness to give his only begotten son to die the death that I deserve to die, Dylan, that you deserve to die, Gavin and Tristan, that you deserve to die, that all of us deserve to die. Christ would do it for us as a sacrifice for our sins. And that's why we gather together this morning and we worship. We worship God and we celebrate Christ Jesus, who is our only hope. And our prayer for you as young boys and girls is that you would not just know these stories, but that your heart, you would see your need for Jesus to be your sacrifice and that you would trust him in repentance and in faith.